Welcome to the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health, and our mission is simple, to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. Your host is writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, and this season of Overcoming Monday is brought to you by Mission Grill. It is literally my favorite new restaurant in Anderson, South Carolina on Highway 81. It is incredible. Think Mexican street tacos, fresh, organic, and delicious. I go there at least three times a week. This season is also brought to you by The Clever People. For all of your real estate needs in the upstate of South Carolina, if you're looking for a new home, if you want to buy some property, if you need a place to rent, or if you just want to look at all the available properties and dream about what it would be to live in Anderson, The Clever People. They are your people for your real estate needs. Okay, let's get started on this podcast with your host and my wife, Shari King. Hello, Overcoming Monday listeners. I am so glad that you are here today. I have two wonderful guests. Um, they are Darian Renter from Clemson University. You can say hi, Darian. Hello, hello. Hey. And also Jay Yurick from your University of South Carolina. Say hey, hi, What's Jay. going on? Yay. So... We're going to just take a minute. I'd love for you guys to just introduce yourselves and tell everyone a little bit about, you know, not starting from childhood maybe, but like your life, what you're doing, and uh, currently what your life looks like. Yeah, so uh, I'm Darian Rencher. I'm from Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, born and raised for the most part. Um, I went to T.L. Hannah High School in Anderson, the home of radio. It's always my shameless plug. This is the radio is from my actual high school. Um, and then I uh, got a chance, opportunity to go to Clemson. I walked on to the team at Clemson. A um, little bit, my journey was I tore both my ACLs. Yeah, guy wanted to even them out. So that's what he did. Uh, ended up at Clemson. Um, and my first year on the team was the 2016 year. So I've been on the team. It's my, going on my fifth year. Been able to earn a scholarship. Uh, have a great time at Clemson. Um, currently, I graduate in December, finishing up my time here. Um, and it's been a if anybody knows fall football, it's been a great time to be at Clemson the past five years for sure. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Jay? Introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Jay Yurick. I'm from Greenville, South Carolina. Went to Wren High School. Um, I've lived in the upstate my whole life. I uh, played football since I was about uh, about 11 years old, 10 years old, and I'm a quarterback at the University of South Carolina. I got the opportunity to play here, and this, I'm going on my fourth year. And um, I played a little bit of receiver and special teams during my career at Carolina. And now I'm just living in Columbia in the, in the armpit of the state where it's about 95 to 100 degrees outside right now where I'm walking and um, just trying, not, trying to hydrate and get ready for practice and a scrimmage tomorrow. Yeah, we're recording on Zoom and I see a gray wall behind Darian and I see trees and the sunshine behind you. <laughs> I'm a running back. I didn't say that, but maybe that is needed to be said. I'm a, I play running back. Yeah. So while we're on that, why don't you, uh, so Darren, you play running back for Clemson University. Would you just share a football story with us? I'd love, I know our listeners would love to hear just an experience that you've had or just whichever one that you choose. It can be fun. It can be crazy or it can be serious, whichever. I'm going to give you like a mini, I'm going to give you too many stories. So first one is I said, I walked on. So anybody who, who isn't familiar or is familiar, when you walk into a team, 
you don't necessarily have a scholarship right away. And so it creates a little bit of underdog, like uh, mentality where you want to go earn it in a really cool way. So I was able to earn a scholarship after my second year of playing, which is, is a really proceeded, like, it's a really, it's a, it's an honorable thing. Like you worked hard, uh, you, you earn, a, you earn respect to your coaches and your peers to where your head coach is like, Hey, I, this guy deserves a scholarship. So that was one of my favorite memories at Clemson. Uh, because I feel like it was a lot of work that went into it. And, like the journey of getting to that place was like, it was just a, a good milestone for my life. So when I earned a scholarship, I called my parents. It was amazing. They cried. It was just a long time, like a, a dream come true. So I would say that one is like a, a near and dear to my heart um, because it's just like, it was just a cool milestone. Then I would say being at Clemson, we've been able to be like uh, at the top during my time here. So I've been able to play in two national championships. So my first year was when Deshaun Watson was there in 2016 uh, and Hunter Renfro made the game when the catch. That was a just to come in your first year. You win national championship is like unbelievable. And then we won 2018, uh, and that was awesome. We beat Alabama, who everybody thought was gonna kill us out in California. And just to be a part of that experience, be a part of two national championships. And so the trend has been in 2016 we won, 2017 we lost, 2018 we won. Last year we lost to Joe Burrow and the LSU Tigers. So hopefully we can make it through the season. And the trend continues in 2020. Hopefully, we can we can end up back there. A winning a winning year on your last year, right? Special. Yeah, I remember the first year that you guys won. We were actually in Hawaii, and so there was a giant time difference, and we were supposed to be getting on a plane to fly home, and we were hoping that the game would end by the time we had to leave the hotel. And literally, I'm not kidding. The game was won. We were jumping on the beds. We had our suitcases packed right after y'all scored. Pretty much, we grabbed our bags, rolled out of the hotel, and we're screaming. I mean, it's it's so late there. It's like midnight or something. And Clayton is screaming out the taxi, they won, Clemson. You know, it was so fun. But Hawaii people didn't really care because they don't really, <laughs> don't really know that a lot of people were keeping up with football. Um, so that was fun. Jay, will you share a um, football memory with us? Yeah, I've had a lot of stories. I uh, probably just focused on this this one right here. We were it was last year. We were playing Georgia, and that was like a big win for us. We we ended up winning in double overtime, and um, we were storming the field after the after the game. Nobody really thought we'd win, and in Athens between the hedges, and uh, right after we won, everybody was going so crazy. I literally. Fell. I don't know how I fell, but I fell in the middle of the 50-yard line and little, just, like, didn't even know what was going on. Um, hit my head, didn't care, run around like crazy. And it was, like, one of those first games where you, you win in that fashion. And um, there's really no feeling that that really compares with it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was, that was one, of the, the, one of the best moments I've had playing-wise here. We're going to take a little bit of a break because I want to tell you guys about something really exciting that Clayton King Ministries is currently creating. We are creating our very first Crossroads Hometowns Retreat Bundle. In summer of 2020, our ministry developed an online camp resource for churches everywhere, and we had over 17,000 participants say it was a complete success. So now student ministries and Bible studies are moving into the fall and they're requesting similar resources for retreats. So we are creating the Crossroads Hometown Retreats just for you. 
We understand that planning a weekend retreat for a student ministry is hard work. If you've ever volunteered or staffed a student event, you know how big of a beast it really can be. So we have some good news for you. In our Crossroads Hometown Retreats Bundle, you'll receive these things. Four recorded teachings from Clayton King, Shari King, and our friend Brian Good. Three workshops. Two morning devotionals from Josh Gardner. An activities video guide. A worship leader coaching video with a full set list. Digital student and leader guides. A t-shirt design. Media packages and more. Basically, everything you'll need to make the programming side of your student retreat a breeze so you can focus on doing ministry. We'll be dropping 2020's Crossroads Hometowns Retreat Bundle in September of 2020, and you can be among the first to receive updates at this website address. Are you ready? CrossroadsSummerCamp.com forward slash hometowns dash retreats. Again, that's crossroadsummercamp.com forward slash hometowns dash retreats. Your ministry's next student event just got a lot easier. Now let's get back to the show. Yeah, winning can be so amazing, but losing has its advantages. It teaches us a lot, I think, but Well, I wanted to ask you guys a question because one thing that I've noticed in both of your lives and which I think is unusual um, for people in general, but especially I think for young men is a young men who really seek out advice and people to look up to and mentors. And I just think that's a very admirable quality. In fact, um, I have actually seen my kids start seeking that out, and I think that it's one of the culture things in our church in general, but I believe that you guys were probably doing this before you even, you know, came to New Spring or came to the, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know your history specifically, but I wanted to ask you if you each would just share maybe why you seek out a mentor and who has been, you know, a really good influence in your life. Um, and why they were. Yeah, I would say um, probably two. Um, and like two guys that are actually on staff in New Spring. Or maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll give you two. And so well, the first one is a guy named Riley Cummins. Uh, he became my small group leader, uh, my group leader, when I was uh, at the end of my freshman year of high school. I had just made a really, some really dumb decisions in my life. Uh, I was 14 at the time. And like he never knew ultimately what I had inside of me he knew I was a young guy who needed some help um and just for him it was just we used to meet Chick-fil-a 715 every Wednesday morning and we would just talk about life he would get on to me about being on time growing up and just help me, me making better decisions he taught me like just the importance of reading your bible being rooted um getting in community all those things and he taught me a lot of valuable lessons um just about just how, like how to grow the one of the biggest things he taught me and it's a lesson I still carry true. I feel like it's the timeless truth. It's one of the Bible. But he, like, before I ever knew the, the biblical story, he pretty much told me the parable of the talents. But the idea, of, if you can steward what you have in your hand, uh, what the Lord gives you, and you don't squander it, but you try to make the most of it, it's inevitable that the Lord will give you more. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's something I've, like, adopted in my life. It's like, whatever I have in my hand, want to be thankful for it and not to wish. I, there's always going to be somebody that has less or more, but my job is to steward what I have. And if I steward that, 
and I'm faithful with what the Lord has given me and in the days that come and whatever time he sees fit, he'll maximize what he's put in my hand. And then it's just mm. repeat the process. So I would say him. And then uh, Dan Leanne, uh, he, he's been a more so as of recent. Riley's been in my life for the past like eight years. Uh, and legit, me and Riley, I, we call each other every, almost every other day. We talk, we talk. Um, he's been in my life still like one of my biggest sounding blocks for just people to talk to and to help mold me, help me to shape me as a man. And then Dan's kind of come into my life the past like three or four years since, since he moved here from Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always grew up like watching Dan like preach and stuff like that. We finally got connected once he got here. And he just has a different perspective on life. Like Riley's more like he 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 definitely teach he's taught me a lot about discipline and taught me a lot about just like really good habits. But Dan's like expertise is that fact, fact he's not from here. So a lot of things that I'm just used to the way I think or he really challenges that and helps sharpen the like just the the American way because the American yeah. way probably is the best way. Um, and so he he's just been really good in my life to help me uh, one be a dreamer and uh, be a creative. Like he's very like artistic in the way he thinks. Um, and I would just say both of those guys, like you said, like I would say to anybody's listening, you learn that their relationships are two way street. So it's like, obviously, uh, you want people to help you, but at the same time you have to seek that out. And I would just say like, as I've sought out their leadership, they've also poured into me. And I feel like it's both. I think a lot of people sit around waiting for people just to come, just fall into their lap. that are really good leaders. Uh, it really doesn't work like that. You got to ask for it. And once you ask for, it, I think it's the leader's job to like, just pour into as, as much as you are willing to seek it out. I feel like as much as I've sought it out, they poured into me more than I could ever imagine, more than I deserve to where like, I feel like I'm able to do that for younger people too. Mm, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. What about you, Jay? I think for me, I, when I got to college, I realized the importance of not only having, you know, mentors and leaders that were super older than me, which I can, I'll talk about that in a minute, but also to, um, hanging out and finding community that, you know, might be, two, three years older than me. That's just one season ahead of me. And there's people in my life and in my group that I, that I hang out and talk with almost, almost every day and just getting their advice on things and, and being humble enough to, to know that they have things and they know things that I don't. Um, even just people that are a year or two older than me. Um, that's been great. And I've learned that through college, but also like, like Darren was saying, having people um, in relationships and leaders in your life that can pour into you, um, just for who you are, you know, they're not there for, for any other reason. And two people in my life that specifically emulate that are, um, Dan Leanne also, uh, who, who Darren was talking about the past couple of years has been a, been an amazing man in my life and being, being in Columbia, it's been obviously a little bit different cause he's in, he's in Anderson and, um, just talk on the phone and, and being able to, uh, gain wisdom. Like Darren was saying, he's just, he thinks so differently and, every time I get off the phone or, or hang out with them, there's always an expectation or there's, there's always this um, just yearning for me to know the Lord more. And mm-hmm. I think that's the greatest compliment somebody can give. And, and the other guy's name is Dustin Spencer. Um, Dustin is um, the leader of my group in Columbia and our, our group is called Boyks. And we meet every Monday night. And the, those other guys I was talking about earlier are in the group with me but Dustin Spencer is about 38. I joke, I actually joke around with him and say he's like, what, like 45 or 46. But, um, he is one of the most generous people I know. Um, generous with his money, generous with his time, generous, um, with everything in his life. And he's like, Darren was saying he stewards, um, what the Lord has given him and is leaning more into his gifts. And, you know, he, 
he's poured into me. He's helped me throughout, you know, different challenges in my life and being here in college. He's actually been like a second dad to me. Um, he actually lives in Irmo, South Carolina. So about 30 minutes away from downtown Columbia and, um, you know, just having somebody like that, but also having somebody like Dan, uh, the combination of those two and many others, um, really, really helped shape me into who I am today. Yeah, that's awesome. I know like what you just said, having someone who's kind of a second father, father figure, I think sometimes it's so great for us to not be removed, especially in college from people who can influence us in an adult kind of way. Cause I think a lot of times it's tempting in college to just be around your peers and, um, and kind of be isolated from say families or even couples or, you know, who are married. And I think that there's a lot that we can learn from another generation. So, um, one of the people that I see as a mentor right now to me is my grandma, which I mean, she's amazing, but she tells me, she teaches me things that I wouldn't think about. Um, there are certain, certainly some things that she's not in tune with in my life, but sitting at her feet and just kind of listening to her, um, tell stories about her life. We can learn so much. And I think when we isolate ourselves, we, we don't give us ourselves that opportunity. So I think it's great that you guys are seeking people out. And uh, I just even see that right now with my boys becoming teenagers, the fact that they even um, have conversations with other guys that are just a little bit older than them. And it means so much to them. So I appreciate that. And you guys, um, I have one more question today because we're talking about top three. So these are some top three questions that I thought you guys would be great at answering. A lot of college students right now, a lot of people in general, but a lot of college students right now are probably very anxious about the future. Um, we are in college and COVID's going on. Everybody's wearing masks. We're trying to figure out how in the world we're going to finish this year out, um, whether universities are going to close or stay open. I mean, there's just so much um, I think confusion and things up in the air. And so I wondered if you guys, since you're kind of in it, um, if you could give some advice to some college students or just encouragement to them about pursuing the future, whether it's they're going to graduate or whether they just want to be able to finish this year, how would you guys encourage them? Yeah, I would just, uh, off the top of my head, I would say um, one is just like, controlling what you can control and let, letting that be your focus. Cause as we've seen in 2020, there are a lot of things just out of our control. Um, and, and to put all your energy and focus on the things you can't control can really be draining and discouraging. And there, there, there is some like awareness to the fact that like, it's not the most ideal situation for anybody. I think that is just coming to grips with like embracing the time, the circumstances, the obstacles that we all face right now in 2020. Uh, but then there's a point where it's like, well, I have to live my life. I have to make decisions. I have to try to make the best of what I've been dealt. And I think for me, it's, it's been helpful and uh, just to focus on what I do control. And it's like, because it helps me just frame my experience to the point where like, I'm not just sitting around here just super miserable because there are, these circumstances are not ideal, but at the same time, you still can make the most of what you've been given. Um, and just to trust, like, I think that's the biggest thing I've been like dealing with is just it's just trusting that like ultimately if I believe God's going to work it all out for my good. And if he's, he has me in mind, if he knows that like pretty much if I'm his, like he's going to take care of me and just trusting that like in the, in the days to come in the long run, just like the things that have passed in my own life is like, I didn't know at the time, but, but the fact that I trusted and like didn't give up on like my faith or 
my belief, my dreams is like it ultimately ended up working out kind of kind of good. Mm-hmm. And this is not like an isolated incident, but it's a part of like the journey of everybody's life life of that like it's gonna be this moment is not ideal. It's not what anybody wished for. But if we just wouldn't give up, if we would just continue to make the most of it, try to find the positives in all the negatives that are going on, I think in, in the days to come, we can look back and be like, that made us better, that made us stronger, and God use it for good. Yeah, I feel like when we're grandparents, we can say stuff like, well, when I was young, you know. <laughs> it's definitely, it seems like there's AD and BC, it's going to be like before 2020, after 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know how like uh, grandparents and parents are always saying, well, I walked back to, you know, went to school both ways, uphill, it was snowing, in a blizzard, you know, we're going to be like, well, we had to wear masks and not get close to people. <laughs> yeah, so then, uh, hopefully like whoever's listening that like that helps. It's not, it's not to like to diminish or like to act like things don't exist, but I think it's just to, to direct like your focus because like your focus and your attention can be on a lot of things that ultimately you won't control. So hopefully like as you look at your life and look at things that like your future, like little things I do control and just trying to like trust that like this, this moment is going to two shall pass. And that hopefully like if you control what you can control, it all work out. Uh, and hopefully just to stay positive as well. I think that's a big thing. It's just mm-hmm. times are really bad. And I think it's just like whether, whatever you got to do, if you got to walk, you got to walk, you got to go listen to some music. I think it's just, it is trying times right now. And I feel like any way you can find like just uh, some health, some wellness for yourself in this time to just, to just get through it. Cause I feel like, Nobody's invincible. Nobody's super, superhuman, superwoman. And just to know like you are human, but you need to just take care of yourself and just trying to find the positives in the, in the days. Yeah, I think that's great. What about you, Jay? I think that's amazing, Darren, what you're saying. That advice is a lot of a lot of what he gave me back in the day whenever I was uh, on my way to University of South Carolina. We were sitting at a coffee shop in Clemson the, a couple of days before I uh, moved to Columbia. And I'd, I'd say yes and amen to everything he's saying, but also want to, you know, give everybody permission, whoever's listening to this, to feel what you feel and to not necessarily push down your emotions or push down your feelings, uh, but embrace embrace what you're feeling and mm-hmm. allow the Lord to do what he's doing in you. And for me so long, for so long, I was a person who would diminish what I was feeling just because I knew it wasn't the right feeling to feel. And mm-hmm. I think that's, um, I think the Lord wants more for us uh, in that way. And I know that that even though it might not be the best emotion, I know that negativity can't stay in the same place where Jesus is at. So even if you're feeling negativity, even if you're feeling depression, even if you're feeling anxiety, um, give yourself permission to feel those things, but also know that in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, that those things aren't allowed uh, to consist with Jesus in the room. So you can have confidence knowing the Lord is going to be able to take those things away and uh, give you strength and give you grace and give you everything you need um, for this next season. And to piggyback off Darian, um, when it comes to um, advice specifically for this, I think like attitude is, is so important and what we feed our minds and, and the habit of how we uh, talk to ourselves, you know, self-talk is so important. And as, as football players, we both understand, you know, as you're playing a game, you have to, you have to control your thoughts. You have to be conscious of what you're thinking specifically as a quarterback, you're not going to be perfect in the game. You're going to, you might throw an interception. You might throw a bad ball, but, but you have to control your thoughts. You have to understand that your last play doesn't define your next play. Whatever's happening, put it, put it aside, put it behind you and move forward Um, and have that, that mindset of, I don't have to do this. I get to do it. I don't have to 
um, go to class, I get to go to class. I know it might be a little bit different this COVID season, but there's many other examples you can just plug that into. Um, and that shift of attitude can really change a lot of how your day goes. Just simple thoughts. You know, the small things are where the things, the small things are really, are really where you see a bunch of change in your life. So focusing on those small things um, and understanding that your feelings are valid, uh, but to really take those to the Lord and, and see what he does with that. I like that advice. I know um, when I played basketball, I'm not, I wasn't as awesome as some of the other girls on the team, but we had a great team. We went to state and only lost. We lost by one point because our major player was injured. She had a sprained ankle. So I thought we did pretty well, by the way. But our coach, whenever we'd start a game and we were playing a team, if we were playing a team, sometimes that wasn't uh, maybe on the same level of, as us or not as good. We would not play to the level that we should. We would, he would say, don't play on their level, play on your level, play on our level, because I think we'd get lazy. And so then we would just not play the way that we needed to. So he'd have to pull us out because our mentality wasn't in the right place. We were not passing well. We were just being sloppy. And he'd pull us out and he'd say, okay, let's get your mentality right and he would, you know, he'd set us back up to go back out there and play like we knew we could play. And I think that sometimes, whether we know it or not, the people around us are influencing us. We have a perspective about what's happening in life, and the people around us can influence that perspective. And so I think that, you know, coming back to a healthy perspective where Jesus is, like, showing us, well, when you look in the Psalms, you have a lot of those psalms start out where someone's very discouraged, whether it's David or another author of a psalm. They're very discouraged. They tell the Lord honestly how they are, like you said, Jay, to be honest about how you feel. Um, and they, they confess it, and they ask the Lord to help them. And by the end, they're praising the Lord for who He is. And so I think that's the answer is not so much that God is going to come in and swoop in and change our whole lives, but that He is the answer to uh, praising him and understanding that he's in control is the answer to like getting us to a, a proper mentality and a proper proper perspective on life. And so I love both of you guys kind of the advice kind of goes together in such a sweet way. So anyway, is there anything else that you guys would like to, to share on this podcast? Um, give it, throw us an assist. Give, is there anything you want us to hit on? Like give me, give me like a, no, I'm good. I just wanted to say, like, you can have the last word. Anything that you think you could encourage people today? And if not, we're good. We'll go. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always a proponent of just, like, I, I would just say, top of my head, um, kind of had, had these conversations earlier, uh, but I would just say, like, these are trying times. Um, and just like the, the frame set of, like, the, the mindset of this being a journey has just been very helpful for me to realize this isn't the final destination. This isn't the first destination. This has been a long, uh, however long you live, this has been a part of like, there've been seasons of your life that haven't been the best, but if you're still living, obviously it hasn't taken you out. It hasn't destroyed you. And hopefully this would be another part of that. And hopefully 2020 has taught us so much. Uh, there are so many lessons in this year. It has been the most right. year of my lifetime. And maybe because of the expectations we came in it with that we thought it was going to be you, you just get what you want here. Uh, but it has been more so the opposite in, in a really, in a really cool way in the sense of just like, I think things that are, that should matter have been brought to the forefront instead of things that we thought mattered. I think just to 
for everybody just to man just to appreciate the good in this year as, as easy as as easy as it is to write it off that's what I would say I feel like that's kind of what I'm teaching myself as easy as it is to just say this year just sucks and it's just terrible <laughs> it's just like there there is a there are a lot of lessons in this year that, that I think hopefully that we either have forgotten need to be reminded of or need to learn for the first time um and with all the issues, all the issues. and I would just say it's place this year uh, just, just to know it's a part of the journey and hopefully we can look back and that like, we stewarded it well because it's something we need to steward yeah I think that's great well let's close by um you guys giving people maybe your instagram handles if you feel comfortable so they can connect with you and follow you and maybe watch you when you play yeah uh darian wrencher uh, on instagram is d underscore wrench so d wrench is my nickname so i use that one d underscore wrench and then on twitter it is same thing my, my full name and then d underscore wrench underscore because i had to add one because somebody took my other name but <laughs> and then mine's mine is uh instagram is j yurik j y u r i c h 10 and then twitter is just yurik j Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here today. I know that my listeners on Overcoming Monday have gotten some little secrets for their big breakthrough. So I hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you again next time on Overcoming Monday. We're thankful that you chose to listen to Overcoming Monday, a production of Clayton King Ministries. This podcast happens because of you. And there are three ways that you can help us reach even more people. One, be sure to share us with your friends and follow Shari on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ShariKing99. The second way is that you can also make a tax-deductible donation to Clayton King Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit at claytonking.com give. And third, of course, subscribe to our podcast. Get on your favorite podcast platform and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, check out Shari's amazing blog, at shariking.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that we've given you something to help overcome this Monday.